Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the Flyers and the Isles go into overtime. The Vancouver Canucks are still standing, and Louis Domingue, expert baker? Yeah, all this and more on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How is everyone doing today? It is Wednesday. It is, as the kids say, yeah, it's hump day. (laughs) All right, Uh, don't forget to rates comment subscribe if you haven't already uh follow us on twitter at lo underscore ducks follow me at stimpyjd and you can hear this podcast via apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher radio or wherever you hear your podcasts all righty let's get right into this show this is locked on anaheim ducks brought to you by built bar yeah they're back baby so we're gonna talk about the philadelphia flyers staying alive yeah They were down three games to one entering last night's games. And boy, was it a doozy in Toronto in what could have been the last game played in Toronto. But looks like they're going to have at least one more game at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Here's how it happened. No one scored in the first period. In fact, it 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 was pretty even that first period. A lot of shots on goal. A lot of blocked shots in that first period. There was there was a lot of tension in that first period. Yeah. I mean, there was some little I don't want to say cheap shots, but there was some pretty good hits in that first period. A couple of bad penalties, the elite 1C ended the period on a tripping call. So that that did put the Islanders on the power play early in the second period. Why am I talking about that penalty by Derek Grant, the elite 1C? Well, that's because the Islanders capitalized right off of that power play. Matt Barzal got his fourth of the postseason, giving the Islanders an early one nothing lead only a minute into the second period. And right away, we're thinking, oh boy, here we go again. This could be the end of the series. Even I thought this might have been the end of the series because right after that goal, the Flyers took another very dumb penalty. It was a delay of game. And it was an unsuccessful challenge because there may or may not have been a little bit of action down on the crease. There was an awful lot of bodies down on the crease. Apparently, it was called a goal, I guess. I mean, look, there was Bailey who was out there. Yeah, that's all good. But that was a kind of crazy play on the power play. First off, the Islanders were passing the puck back and forth. They were looking 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 pretty much that entire first minute to try to find any kind of open shot so i said to myself okay this looks good this looks good they're probably gonna score here they're probably gonna score there yeah it kept going like that for the few seconds and then finally on the last entry in uh, it was bailey who passed it off to barzal or rather it was bailey who shot it towards the goal and eberly kind of just got it in there matt barzal was in the crease. Hmm. That looked a little suspect to me. So, I mean, Carter Hart did get the initial save off his pad. And you saw a slew of players go down. You saw Pelik down there. You saw Prokhorov down there. You saw Barzal down there. It might have been Pelik pushing Barzal into uh, Hart. It, it was it was just a weird play. I mean, Provorov was right there as well. And it looked like he might have not tried to get out of the way. So, if it was me, 
I probably, I don't know if I would have called that a goal. The Islanders did get a little bit lucky there on that call. <laughs> they got lucky. I mean, okay. I mean, I was watching the game. I said, this might stand. Kelsey, who was sitting next to me, she said, oh, they should overturn that. I might agree with her on this one because I should agree with her on this one. But they let it stand. So it was one nothing New York. But then, 15.45 into the second period, Claude Giroux finally got off the schneid. His first goal of the postseason. He did it, guys. And he did it off of a deflection off his stick. That puck was going high. Giroux tipped it. It changed directions. Went in just, just past the outstretched arms of Semyon Varlamov. Or Varlamov. So Giroux got off the board. 1-1. Then two and a half minutes later, James Van Riemsdyk, he gets off the schneid. He gets his first of the postseason, making it 2-1 Philly. Then Matt Niskanen, at the start of the third period, he scored his first of the postseason. And all of a sudden, it's 3-1 Flyers. Oh, oh. Here come Philadelphia. Maybe we're going to see a game six. Maybe. Yeah, we not so fast. Brock Nelson scored his sixth of the postseason with about four and a half minutes left, making it three to two. And then with 2.40 left on the clock, Derek Broussard gets off the schneid with his first of the postseason. And we're all tied at three. The late goal would send both teams in overtime. And then it was Scott Lawton who got himself a nice tip-in goal, 12-20 into overtime, and that would be all she wrote. Philadelphia wins the game 4-3 and stays alive. That was a close one, folks. That It was a thrilling game. Philadelphia had the edge on shots on goal in the first two periods, 22-13. to And then Philly came off right away in the third period and scored. And then it was all New York. They outshot them 12-6 in the third. Most of those shots came late in the period when the Islanders were playing desperation time. Look, that was a great comeback by the Islanders. They really peppered the hell out of Carter Hart there. So props to the Islanders for trying to stay alive. New York did outshoot Philly 7-4 in overtime. And to be perfectly honest, there were a couple of moments where I thought this series was over and the Islanders had it won. But credit Travis Konechny keeping the Flyers alive. And we'll have a Game 6 Thursday night in Toronto. We're going to talk about the other series. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the Vancouver Canucks. But first, guess what, guys? Built Bar's back. How about them apples? Oh, yeah, there's an apple flavor of Built Bar, too. They are back with a newly designed packaging a redesigned bar that is even fluffier than before and tastes even more like a candy bar with several new flavors to choose from including cookies and cream you are sure to find the flavor that's right for you and we also have some old favorites coming back including double chocolate and salted caramel they are only 130 calories it has low sugar high fiber high protein so if you want to try out Built Bar for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Once again, that is BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. 
and we're going to talk about the Canucks. They're still standing right after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs that are going on. And I know you Ducks fans have been watching the playoffs in earnest, or most of you have, since I've seen some of you tweeting about it. So we're going to continue talking about the playoffs throughout the postseason. And I know there are still some Ducks fans that are at least a little bit happy that the Bruins lost yesterday. So, yeah, 27th pick. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, it's a month away, guys. The NHL draft is still coming. We still have the rest of the postseason to go through. There are still some players you should be rooting for, like the Elite 1C of the Philadelphia Flyers. They could come back in their series. You never know. But we're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember any former Ducks on Vancouver, but hey, you know what? They're playing Vegas. Vegas is the common enemy here. So I guess go Vancouver. Also want to give a quick shout out to my buddy, Justin Morissette, who is still in hospital. You know, we're still rooting for you, buddy. You know, keep fighting. And the Canucks are still standing. Keep on singing, buddy. And we'll continue our love of little jars. We're going to pick things up in the second period. After no goals were scored in the first period, and after Vegas absolutely dominated Vancouver in that first period. And by the way, got to give it up to Thatcher Demko, who didn't allow a single goal in that first period, despite being outshot 10-6 to in the first. It got even worse. Vegas outshot Vancouver 18-4 to in the second period. Yeah, Shea Theodore got things started with his fifth of the postseason on a blistering shot, making it one nothing Vegas. But then... 24 seconds later. Yeah. Is that right? 20. Yeah. Wow. 24 seconds after that, Brock Besser gets his fourth of the postseason. That tied things up at one goal apiece. That was kind of a scene I shot too. And frankly, should Robin Leonard had that one? Mm, I don't know. That that one took, I mean, that, that was a bounce. That was a bouncer there. Seeing I shot. So it's one to one. Then in the third period, Elias Pettersson, early in the third, nabs his seventh of the postseason, and all of a sudden it's 2-1 to one Vancouver. Both of those goals were pretty decent goals. Robin Leonard probably should have had one of those shots taken back. It should have been tied 1-1 to one going in overtime. But Pettersson gets his seventh nonetheless, and Vegas just continued pounding the net. They were coming at Demko left and right. Demko made some pretty spectacular saves all three periods. Uh, he made a fantastic save on a Max Pacioretty shot. He made a really good glove save on a shot from the Corsi King, Jonathan Marchessault, late in the game. And when Vegas just kept pounding it in towards the end of the game, shot after shot after shot, it was getting relentless. I legitimately thought that Vegas was going to tie it up late. Even in the third period, shots on goal, 15-7. to Vegas outshot the Canucks, 43-17. to 43-17. That's a minus 26 if you're the Vancouver Canucks. That's normally not going to get it done. But Thatcher Demko saved their asses. And the Canucks are still standing. 
we're still standing. Two to one victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. It is now a three to two series between Vegas and Vancouver. That one also goes to a game six that will also be on Thursday. I want to talk about Thatcher Demko for a second. He becomes the first California-born goalie to win a game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You heard that right. First ever born in California. Thatcher Demko, he's from Goals Territory. He was born in San Diego. He's a SoCal kid through and through. In fact, he was playing youth hockey down here for the longest time. Uh, Played ice, played roller. Thatcher Demko can do it all. Not often you see players from California making it in this grand of a stage just like that. But talking about the number of players that have come from California, they've increased tenfold in the last maybe 15 to 20 years. If you looked back maybe year 2000, you saw a smidgen of players from California. Now we're seeing dozens of players. Maybe not dozens, but we're seeing quite a few players come out of California and come out from this state with some success. So good for Thatcher Demko, good for the kid to pull this victory out and having one of the more thrilling victories of the postseason. So once again, the first ever California-born goalie to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Congratulations, Thatcher Demko. As far as I'm concerned, you were the number one star of the night. And according to most people, he was the number one star of the night. He's the number one star of California. Number one star from San Diego. So watch out Vegas. If Demko does get another start, we could see a repeat performance. Am I predicting things? I don't know. Am I saying there could be a game seven? I didn't exactly say that. Or did I? I just talked about the fact that could there be a game seven? Could there not be? First off, just to confirm, Thatcher Demko was indeed the first star of last night's game in Vancouver. So great for him. Fantastic. As far as what I just said, is there going to be a game seven? If you check out my personal Twitter at StimpyJD, I have a little poll up, which will probably end um, soon after you hear this episode. But I simply said, Thatcher Demko, keeping the Canucks alive is a nice way to end the hockey evening. So, three Game 6s coming up. Will we finally get a Game 7? Almost all of you have said yes, at least one Game 7. One person, one of you guys out there, says no, we won't see a Game 7. One of you thinks all three of these series are going to end in six games. So here is the upcoming schedule in the National Hockey League. We've got quite a few games. We've got just one today, but we've got two on Thursday. Tonight, we could possibly see this series end. The Dallas Stars do lead the Colorado Avs 3-2 in their best-of-seven series. Game 6 is tonight. That begins at 5 o'clock Pacific time. That'll be on NBC Sports Network. Then Thursday, we have two games. Game 6, Islanders versus Flyers. That begins at 4 p.m. Pacific time. The Islanders could close it out. Then Game 6, Golden Knights versus Vancouver. Vegas leads that series three games to two. That begins at approximately 6.45 Pacific time. If there are Game 7s, they will be played Friday and Saturday. That is a big if. 
So we will not have a show tomorrow, being Thursday. We will have a show on Friday, which will recap all three of the Game 6s. And we'll see if there will be any Game 7s later that night. It could be Vancouver versus Vegas and Dallas versus Colorado. Game 7s could happen on Friday and possibly Saturday. We don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. You'll have to tune in and find out. And finally, we'll end on a kind of lighter note because we were just talking about the Vancouver Canucks. So Louis Domingue has become a bit of a baking sensation on YouTube and on social media. What do I mean by that? Louis Domingue is one of the backup goaltenders for the Vancouver Canucks. I hope Vancouver stays in the bubble just so we get more of this content. So he started off by baking in their suite, not at the JW Marriott, but at the adjacent hotel next to it, where they had a little, I guess, little baking area in their suite. So it started off with a picture where Louis Domingue was making some cookies, as you saw the N64 in the background. So it started off chocolate chip cookies, pretty simple to start. Then he went to banana bread. Yeah, then it got a little bit crazier after that. He started making some more fantastic goodies after that. All all baked goods. And by the way, the strength and conditioning coach, they, they kind of hate it. They hate that he's making such delicious food. In fact, I will quote this right here. Uh, this is from Louis Domingue himself. Quote, We won, so I thought, I'm going to do my mom's banana bread the next game. Then we won. We closed out our series, so we had to move to another hotel. As I joke, I sent a message to the hotel that said, I ain't coming unless I have an oven. End quote. And he got his wish. Not only did he get an oven, he got the main oven and the JW Marriott. They actually partitioned off a section of the kitchen just for Deming to bake some more stuff. I kid you not. So there's even more baking than ever before. He made larger batches of cookies. He made three pies. He's made uh, four. I, I don't know if I want to call these pies, but you can find this on my personal Twitter, which I will retweet right now. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it looks freaking delicious. So... That's really awesome. But Domingue also said this, quote, Whether it's now or down the road, I'm sure I will at some point. The strength coach is not too happy with me. He thinks I'm putting weight on the players, end quote. Hey, if the food is that good, maybe that's high praise. If the strength and conditioning coach is not happy because the food is so freaking good, then yeah, good for Domingue. And I would love to see some more culinary art on his social media and more of these videos. These are fantastic, by the way. So there you go. Um, I will post a link to the video on my personal Twitter as well. So with that, I think we're going to wrap things up for today. Again, there will be no show tomorrow on Thursday. We will be back on Friday to talk about all three game sixes that took place. We want to thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow at LO underscore Ducks or follow me at StimpyJD. And if you want to talk some hockey, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And if you want to hear more fantastic comment, 
check out Locked On NHL, where on the latest episode, you could hear myself, Trey Matthews, and Jared Ellis have a roundtable discussion about the BLM movement and about racism in hockey. So once again, ask your smart device to play Locked On NHL, and you should get that episode. It's the latest one. So there you go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Stay safe, Anaheim, and Ducks fly together.